0: Well, welcome to another episode of The Illiterists, a Burn and Rave podcast production.
1: That's right, production. Of I don't know.
0: <laughs> your enthusiasm tonight, Ryan, is infectious. It's through the roof. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the land. What we do on The Illiterists, different from Burn and Rave, instead of improvisational, conversational comedy, we have actually targeted, focused pieces of writing. Some old, some new. And so we're going to share. And then we're going to talk about it. It's what we do. Now, do you want to start or would you like me to start? Um, well, go ahead. Okay.
1: I think I kicked off
0: the last one, so. You did. I, yeah. I'm not keeping track or anything,
1: but what I thought about doing, Ryan. Sam's going back through his lengthy book of poems mm-hmm, that he's written. Mm hmm. His repertoire, if you will. What I thought would be fun.
0: Mostly for me, because let's face it, this is a very self-absorbed podcast we're running here. It's, um, sometimes, having been a professor of poetry for 22 years at MJC and City of Modesto Poet Laureate, I sometimes have, like, I think the opposite of imposter syndrome, which is like, I don't want people to discover the poetry I used to write, because I feel like it'll detract from my professionalism. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm sort of afraid of people hearing this podcast. To be like, that professor's telling those butt jokes. That's fucked up. I don't want him teaching my kids. But then I went back to my thesis. I'm like a 23-year-old kid writing shitty poetry in Long Beach. And this shit is raunchy. I've always been raunchy. I just sort of buried You've it for 20 You've always been years. a dirtbag. I have. I've always been a dirtbag. Thank you for recognizing that. You're welcome. So this is a poem and this is in my actual thesis. Now I wanna preface this by saying Gerald Lachlan was my thesis advisor. He hung out with Bukowski and I went to a college where like he would say, don't let anybody tell you what is or isn't a poem. You define your own poetry, write whatever the fuck you want. And so that school of thinking just freed me up to write about anything I thought of or saw. So I think I've always been funny in my poetry And didn't even recognize that I had those comedic leanings. So, without further ado, Ryan, this is called Men Want Breasts. Mm -hmm. I used to read this publicly,
1: representing the university. Well, I am very curious about this subject matter.
0: Men want breasts, but we want our own. To tuck into velvet and lace bras, we want to caress them and wash underneath them where the most sweat accumulates where they slap against the body. We want to mail order from Victoria's Secret, and just once, we would like to feel the confident lift of a wonder bra. Wouldn't that be nice? We want to know how it feels to sleep face down with breasts pressing against the bed and understand why that doesn't flatten them permanently. We want to enter wet t-shirt contests and give ourselves breast exams by following self-test illustrations in Cosmo. We want to feel them jiggle when we dance. We want to insist that every girl with larger boobs has had implants, but mostly We want to open communication lines between the sexes. And if we had our own breasts, women might be more inclined to share theirs. Well, see, I like it. I think, you know, we should just be open to having our own breasts. Then everybody has breasts and then there's no problem. What do you think of my theory? Well, then the women would lose some of their power and they'd be like, I don't know breasts are a certain form of power. Like we don't necessarily have the equivalent fleshy form of power.
1: No, they have all the power. Like dicks get you nowhere. Nowhere.
0: No, and huge problem
1: for me. They control the sex, so they pretty much control everything if they could unionize.
0: No. Well, anyway, so I think I feel in my old age less ashamed of those poems or more ashamed. Actually, I'm not sure.
1: That one was good, man.
0: But, But I realize, like, I think I've been fighting this weird childish person who, like, lives in me. I think I've sort of had him on lockdown for, like, 20 years. And now I'm just like, you know what? Who cares, man? Even though the world is a little bit more mm, difficult, I think. like po- There's a lot of poems in here I don't think I could read anymore. And if someone dug the in. The really racist
1: ones. Yes. Yeah. The
0: racist, sexist, xenophobic ones. Yeah, I spent a lot of time writing those. But I, I think there's a few I'm like, oh, boy, I don't think that'll play well. You know, maybe they're not as body positive. Was that
1: your, was that your grown-up voice there? <laughs> I don't think that'll play oh well, boy, son. Oh, I don't think that'll play well.
0: Well, someone in town called me raunchy. They warned another poet about me. They said, well, I looked him up, and he's a little bit raunchy. So I have a little reputation now, and it's your fault. It's not my fault. It's this podcast. I wasn't raunchy before this podcast. You, you just said you were from the book that you wrote 30 years ago. Okay. I revised my statement. This podcast re-raunched me. There you go. That I'd I held, accept. i held it back
1: so long. Yeah, but you shouldn't hold that stuff back. Oh, it's I know.
0: Open. And that's why it's good we're doing little events at mo and whatnot. Little triple-X haiku. Now, you said you brought something. Some small
1: pieces, I got some a little few pieces. little random ones I've put together here. Because, Sam, you know I like rhyming. You like rhyming. I understand rhyming is not a requirement in poetry. Not at all. But I enjoy rhyming.
0: Sometimes it comes naturally. <clears throat>
1: okay. Number one in my little rhyming rambles. Okay. Rhyming with Ryan. Any attempt at reasonableness will be met with resistance by insistence and stances for chances to change the circumstances and advantages. Can you
0: hit me with that one more time, slightly slower, because now that I know what it is, I want to process it.
1: Any attempt at reasonableness will be met with resistance by insistence and stances for chances to change the circumstances and advantages.
0: Why aren't you selling these bangers? You put a beat under that
1: because then I wouldn't have a phone if I sold it. Okay. Pen and pencil. I have no expectations of my relations to which I hasten in acquaintance. No hesitation of respiration in the inspiration of arterial fibrillation. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know Wait, arterial fibrillation. Okay, that that's a that hard one to rhyme. <laughs>
0: Impressive. But gimme give gimme give like if I were a teacher and said Ryan, what do you mean by this poem? At the core is sort of a breathlessness, a nervousness.
1: So you don't like being social situations. Family reunion. Ah, when you see your your cousins that you haven't seen all year, and you get all yeah. You need a defib. You're getting all panicky? In fact, it's called family reunion. Oh no! So it's just. Um, You know, you're just super excited to meet them, and then your heart beats and you breathe heavy because you're ready to. You want to see your cousins who you haven't seen in a year. Oh, see mischief.
0: When I read that or when I heard that, I thought it was the opposite. Like Uh. these are people who are so judgmental. Your heart is beating because here comes the shit. I see. Because our we're a little bit different. You look forward to seeing your cousins, and I'm not saying I don't. But there may be some people in our family who, or maybe my wife's family who feel so judgmental that's why our heart's beating mm, what are they gonna say yeah. about us right we're going
1: to hell okay what's new totally. that kind of thing
0: so my heart's racing you need a
1: deep it. and then i wrote one about my friends who had me over for dinner i do not wish to imposition their position of hospitality which they extend to me in sympathy for all of my oddities and hilarities it's almost charity but i'm not proud i'll take it
0: that's good thank you that's good yeah, that do you know what that Cause has? Cuz
1: sometimes it feels like people invite you over cuz they feel sorry for you and then they're just like, ha, 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 at your jokes. Well,
0: you have lost a lot of weight. Uh, so you've probably gotten more and more invitations to dinner.
1: <laughs> Maybe. But anyway,
0: imposition versus charity versus joy. People may want to have you around. They like to see people eat with their hands. <laughs> <and> feet.
1: <laughs>
0: Whoa. <was> <laughs> <laughs> Back to your point about rhyming. I think you are writing what we might refer to as lyric poetry, where it is largely about capturing a feeling as opposed to telling a story, Mm. right? And in a more narrative poem, usually tells a story. That's just a simplified version if there's like two genres. And so you're just focusing on rhyme, sound, meter, and the lyrical aspects of poetry. That's what I enjoy.
1: That's good. I don't really like to convey any meaning or mm-hmm. feelings. I right. Just like to float f- bullshit out there in the universe.
0: I could see that. It's kind of a jam. Because, seriously, for being honest, most of it's pretty bad. And that's why nobody's interested. That's why Poetry Slam was invented. You know, that's why I think the confessionals, people just wanted to take the poetry out of the library basements where it was putting everybody to sleep. And now we're putting everybody to sleep. That's right. That's our speciality. Well, I think we can wrap up this very short, very quick. You know what? It's just just
1: something to keep people busy till next Thursday. Yeah.
0: And we want to show our more poetic sides. Our delicate sides. Our delicate sides. We are a double-decker taco. You're the crunchy
1: part. Would we be our own tacos, though? Because I don't know if I want to be a double-decker with you. You don't want... Me to wrap you in my burrito, well, we would my be, warm embrace. of would burrito. be layer, There'd be a layer of gooey cheese between us. Which That's would you. Be pretty amazing. No, no, no. I'm the other tortilla. I'm either the crispy shell or the soft shell. You're soft. I'm soft shell. Hard shell. You're the hard shell.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, Joe's a taco
1: sauce. Joe's the Joe's the gooey cheese between us. Done. And
0: we say that lovingly. Indeed. Indeed. Well, thanks for listening. We hope we didn't disappoint you, but we probably did. <laughs> and
1: uh, just listen to it four times over. Yeah. Then it'll you're get really of- bored and it'll feel like you've wasted a half an hour. That's right. But next week, we'll have a full episode of Burn and Rave. That's right, with more jackassery and hilarity coming your way. Good night. Good night.
0: Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light.